Our state-by-state -state look at coronavirus trends is more encouraging this Sunday. Welcome to the Alt-Normal, an exploration of the diverse voices on planet Earth. The wildfires that have devastated parts of Australia. Doing the critical work of rebuilding a healthier, more sustainable alternative future at the intersection of self, community, and planet. We live in uncertain times, a powerful moment of revolution. How we choose to steer the path will determine what kind of alt-normal we consciously remake together. Everyone has a part to play. Let's rise. Shift and support this exciting new reality in the making. The alt-normal. Auto's reached the transport site. Trying to lock on. Five, four, three. Welcome to The Alt Normal, a show where we explore and amplify the diverse voices of Bali doing the critical work of building a healthier, more sustainable, alternative future at the intersection of self, community, and planet. My name is Tiffany Wen, and before I introduce our lovely guest, Ibusari, I want to center us a bit more on why we're here and where we are. So in this grave crisis lies a great opportunity for a massive shift on all levels of humanity and society. We all have a part to play. And how we steer the path forward together will determine how we can consciously remake our present and future as a collective. So first, big thank you to Zest for hosting this conversation today. Zest is a plant-based restaurant here in Ubud, Bali. Their mission is powered by plants, made for people, bringing conversations, community, and creative vegan food together in their beautiful, artistic, and very colorful oasis of nature. So with that, let's introduce our guest on today's episode, the wonderful Ibu Sari. Here is a little introduction about Ibu Sari. She has dedicated her life to helping vulnerable women and children in Bali after her own experience of going through a divorce and not being allowed to see her daughter for 12 years. Regardless of the circumstances of divorce in Bali, it is very difficult for women to be accepted back into their communities and rebuild a life afterwards. Suffering severe depression, Ibu Sari decided to turn her adversity around and went back to school. While in school to become a teacher, Ibu Sari heard of many other women's difficulties and decided to start Kim Women's Center to help others overcome similar challenges that she had experienced. After years running activities at Kim Women's Center, Ibu Sari realized that she cannot build women in isolation. Families hold a crucial part of women's lives, and often they are the sole reason of the women's persistence and hard work. Therefore, she decided to enlarge the scope of the center by embracing the whole community, not only women, but also children, teenagers, young adults, and men. PKP Community Center now provides a thriving home 
a safe space to grow and collaborate for all members of the community working hand in hand as equals for their collective growth. So thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Ibu. It's really an honor. Thank you for having me. And today I brought two of my girls <laughs> also. Yeah. Thank you. It's honor to be here. <laughs> Beautiful. So I would love to start our conversation from the beginning of your story. PKP Community Center is largely here because of your lived experience, a painful journey uh, when you were separated from your daughter for 12 years. And I feel it's very important for people listening to understand the reality of what you went through as a mother who underwent divorce in Bali. Can you in whatever way feels most comfortable and natural for you, share this story and tell us what that was like. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy to share because from what I experience, sharing is caring. Sharing a story is part of a natural way of healing. And I found the more I share, the better. And this need to be shared and taught to the rest of the communities, especially women in Bali, because we came from a system where we not used to express our feelings. Every story need to be shared briefly and openly. No matter how people think of your story or how, how you share your story, but what I myself personally care is I'm helping myself. As you were explain or share about my stories to people, in our life, there is no ending stories since we born. And as well as my life, it started when I was born in a jungle of South Sulawesi, another island in Indonesia. I'm Balinist, and my parents transmigrated, followed my grandparents who was there, was in the 60s. I born there with my siblings, but financial struggles hardly survived, made my parents try to move back to Bali. Finally, it happened, and when we arrive in Bali, it's also not easy. Moving around made myself got frustrated easily. I found myself not like a common Balinese children, live and grow with parents. We usually live with our parents in a family compound and the rest 
of our uh, family members and relatives. That's how Balinese grow or Balinese living. I wasn't that lucky, I thought. That triggered me when I found myself not live with my parents when I was a child triggered me to commit suicide myself for the first time when I was nine. And I didn't know how to react. When I found I was alone, even I had relatives or friends of my parents where they placed me for temporary living. The next story was when finally we reunited. I, my siblings, and my parents, we built a hut in a jungle. I think my life is all about jungle. <laughs> I born in a jungle. I grew in the jungle. But still, financial struggle made our neighbor came to my dad and wanted to sell me and my sister because they thought that was the easiest way to get fun money for our study. That's the second time triggered me to, again, try to end my life. Again, it's just I, because I did not know how to respond to any unpleasant action or behaviors. The story continue, yes, when I married. In such a young age, I was nearly 20. Had no experience in any relationship, men and women. Lack of opportunity to broaden my horizon. How would I expected myself to know how? How to respond? Another few times tried to finish my life, but I, I think I wasn't smart enough <laughs> to end my life, always end up in hospital. I thought that's the end. But life actually never ending stories. As I always share, life is never ending stories. Always up and down, yin and yang, <laughs> happy and sad, because we're born with, with that. I didn't know till I experienced my own. Married was more or less two years. I had to deal with the worst of the worst of my life, divorced. And had to leave my daughter when she was eight months. Because of the patriarchal society, I had to force myself to accept separate with my own blood my daughter that the worst 
how can you deal with your life separate with your own blood the hardest part in my life it's not easy at all being a mother separate from your own blood which is all part of your body part of your life and it it won't it won't heal till you reunite reunite and reconnecting again it won't never heal ever i am grateful having my own family my parents my mom who loves me dearly and accept me the way i am my family who always there for me no matter what the situation i faced when i lost my weight it was only bone and skin from 53 to 35 they saved me they took me back of course it was hard as well because i'm part of their blood this is the same cycles the same cycle happened between me and my parent and myself with my blood my daughter so i went back home and i did exactly the same as the world the people around the world doing at the moment lockdown i had my first lockdown in my life i did not go anywhere when i found i became a divorced woman and a mother without my daughter my child and my mom again is my strength as well as my weaknesses she said one word strong words if you want to kill yourself stay inside but before that you will see my dead body outside of your room that's the strong words she used to take me out to open the border <laughs> i finally decided to went out new normal <laughs> first three years was the hardest part for me the hardest time when i face my new life i thought 
it would be much easier. It didn't. People gossiping, talking around, but I let myself to digest, digest everything through tears like what I'm doing now. Tears for Balinese women is purification, is the best way to help when we feel unpleasant. And I finally gained my weight and became beautiful again. <laughs> Last challenge was man. <laughs> man around. Came one by one, young adult. They even asked my price, how much you per night? It's just because I'm divorced. You can imagine when it happened, we attract men, women, wives, girlfriends, start afraid. Some of them even spit on me. They were too afraid. I taken away their partner. I swallowed. I had to swallow it and digest and release it into tears and tears again. It's been a long time. <laughs> I know it's always not easy for me to not doing this purification and I just let myself. I don't care what people think. What I care the most is I'm healing myself. <laughs> I think it's important to allow yourself the space to be exactly as you are and to every time you do this give others a space to be exactly who they are and only by living truly from that place of full acceptance of that person that you are with all of the experiences that you've had can you have any chance of living a life of more freedom and fullness. And I want to, I guess, honor what you've just shared and perhaps take this conversation in the direction of helping people who are not part of the Balinese culture to explore this a little bit more in our talk today. So I guess you mentioned that you got married when you were very young. And before that, you had several hardships that made yeah. you lose faith in life. 
looking back now, what do you feel is missing in most marriages in Bali? Marriages that can, I guess, provide a happy, healthy sense of self. Maybe we can start there and just unpack a little bit more through your experience so we can inspire others who want to create something that is worth really living for. Yes. Thank you for giving me time to <laughs> to take a deep inhale. Answering your question, I did a sharing session relate to merit, relate to couple in Bali. And even just two weeks ago, with parent of the girl. In Bali, when we married, there are not always because they love each other. It's still happening here. One example, when you have daughters, only daughters, in this patriarchal society, one of them have to take husband in, to take the responsibility or having a huge family responsibilities is the main reason, no matter they love each other. It's more because of the duty of the families, the human ceremonies and temple ceremonies and the banjar duty. We call it banjar, the village. What is missing, parents do not really taught or teach or share what is married all about. What is the most important of the merit, the commitment between the girl and the boy, or the husband and the wife. I could say this clearly because my parent did not taught me, did not teach me how, how to love each other how important to have this strong commitment between us as a couple. And also lack of opportunity to meet other couple and share their experience of merit. This need to be taught for young couple before they married, are they ready for that? This is the main 
the main root there's no readiness no commitment they thought they are ready but they didn't not ready financially mentally it's always end up with mental physical abuse almost 80% of the married end up with mental and physical abuse because there's no readiness financially and mentally and also the principle of marriage if the girl not pregnant no married this need to be taught what is the most important the duty the child or the happiness how could you create the happiness if none of us ready none of the couple ready none of the parent thought this important pre-married or preparation before they married it's very if if you don't mind me just jumping Please. in i I hear what you're saying and you are speaking from a lived experience and what you see in your life but also the women and the girls that you've created a community of through your center which we'll talk about in a bit but from a foreigner or an outsider looking in it's really it's really a, a tragedy it that is. this doesn't exist and by no means do I think there's any culture that prepares people for marriage in a very conscious way i've so far never come across this and at the same time as a foreigner or outsider looking into the balinese culture i do want to introduce the the concept that i learned about the first time i came to bali which is trihita karana and for those of you who aren't familiar with this philosophy it's about bringing harmony and well-being by looking at three relationships relationship to self or god relationship to community and then relationship to planet or nature and when all three are balanced then we feel harmony in our lives so what's really makes me curious is that this philosophy is very much alive in certain ways Yet when I hear your story and when I hear the tragedy of the state of marriage in Bali, it's hard for me to see how Trihita Karana applies to what we're talking about. So I would love to maybe ask you, how do you understand this philosophy in relationship to marriage and union? and even divorce because they're all part of the same 
institution. Can you talk us through that? Yes, definitely. Many things have been forgotten. And we live in a place, in a beautiful place, where our ancestors been heritage very, very meaningful principles or philosophies, as you just mentioned, three hitakaran, the three cost of harmony, of joy, of happiness. But it never really taught or shared to the rest of generation. Only some people who really understand how important to share these beautiful things, heritage by our ancestors to our generation, will do that. This is what I'm doing. When I learned from my own experience, I learned through people. I learned through places. I learned through moment. This now becoming the rules of our center, the three E's. Because we believe, I personally believe, everybody is a teacher. Every place is a school and every moment is a lesson. I grow through people, through places, through moments, through my own experience. This is also the reason why I take these two girls here to experience, to listen what people share, what people doing to help themselves to grow and get themselves strong or strength, get the strength. I wouldn't know how to share if I wouldn't experience, right? This is what we have been creating. A road of life map. Because through Google Map, you can easily find a place. But how Google Map created? Isn't it because people went through? There's no different, uh, there's no different with our road of life map. How would we know if we wouldn't hear, if we wouldn't heard, if we wouldn't go, go to many places, meet many different people, experience many different situations? The interesting part of our life is we grow and get our strength from the worst. Uh, it's a beautiful clear piece of wisdom because without suffering you can't become stronger suffering provides the raw material for life in a way if you choose to find the lesson the education 
and embody the inner teacher that can take that and help and service others. So with that piece of wisdom, I would like us to shift into something that you share when you talk about PKP Community Center. And I want to really dive deep into how you personally transformed all of the hardship into this shining example of community empowerment. So you say that when you want to build women, you need to build the whole family. And you started an organization first that focused on women, and then somewhere down the line, you evolved that mission into a center that builds the whole community. Can you explain yes. that realization and why you felt you needed to expand the help for women to the help for the community? If we look at our body, which one is the most important or the stakeholder? Head, neck, or the rest? of part of our body. I start always with the neck of the world, <laughs> women. The neck takes very important roles. The core, the bridge, the move. If you treat women or your neck Nicely, I could say, I don't know if everyone know about Durga or Kali. Durga is the manifest of uh, our goddess, the scary, the devil, the opposite of the beauty. This is exactly how happened. When you treat your neck nicely, it turns into Dewi or Pawati, the goddess, the beauty, the strength. But if the opposite, it turns into Durga or Kali, <laughs> the devil. We can imagine if you feel pain, the neck pain, it's affect everything. But it's if the head or the, the head feels pain, it doesn't really affect the neck. The neck need to be treated either nicely or the opposite is your choice. Life is a choice. If you have a throat source, you can imagine. How does it feel? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's also interesting because, you know, you're pulling from, I believe, yeah, spirituality, Hinduism, um, your own uh, lived experience to give us a way to think about the body and 
you know, the metaphor of how women are so powerful and using the neck as the metaphor for this. Also, if you look at chakra systems, the throat is what? It's representative of our truth, our ability to express, our ability to communicate, our ability to bring truth everything inside ourselves and to those around us. And so it's interesting to draw that parallel between the neck and women. So first, the neck needs to be treated well and nicely and understand where their position is. It is the same if you don't know yourself better and deeper, how would you understand others? And this again been formed in our principle or philosophies called Tatuam Asi. I'm you, you are me, we are one. Others are our reflection. First the neck need to understand how to express because this is all about expression. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> and when you help us understand the importance of speaking truth and owning truth as a woman, can you also clarify maybe in that time when you were really focused on empowering women and girls, and then what was it in your experience that made you turn a new switch on and think, if I really want to help empower women and girls, I need to engage the rest of the community. What was that moment or experience that really made you act and course correct and and evolve that that mission can you think back to what that was yes i always always do something from what i experienced my life experience and my body how can you put your neck separate from your head (laughs) and the rest of your body Part of your body, your hands, your legs, everything is one. How do you call it? Uh, one ecosystem. Yes, one ecosystem. And again, it's nothing new. This has been formed for thousands of years and heritage by our ancestors, but need to be always. Share, teach, remind our generation. Not only the neck, the head, the rest of our body. This want, want um, whole package, let's say that. The whole package cannot be as... I could put this into a puzzles. When puzzles separate, nothing we can see. Mm. But when we form, we put 
piece of the puzzles into one form, we can see clearly what exactly it is. The head in our culture, in our Balinese culture, is the decision maker. Not just in the Balinese culture, but our body. The decision is the brain, the head, isn't it? Yeah. If only, only the neck healthy, happy, aware about things, women or girls, but the head not, the rest not, this is again back to imbalance of the three hitakarana. The parahyangan, pawongan, and palemahan. Yeah. I like that you reintroduced Trihita Karana because I love that you reintroduced Trihita Karana because it's such a practical philosophy. Yes. And even for those of us who aren't spiritual, who don't even want to say I'm spiritual, we all know in our bodies when we are nourishing ourselves and we are nourishing our relationships and we are nourishing the land that supports our existence on this world, everything flows from there. Absolutely. And it's not just some abstract theory. It's something that we must practice every day to really understand what it means. Yes. To embody it fully in the way we carry ourselves and then teaching that. I sense that there is a theme here. How do we embody that philosophy so that we can cultivate stronger marriages, stronger connections and ties, and live our life fully from that place? I would love to go deeper now into PKP Community Center. Yes. So let's start off first with why, why is it called PKP Community Center? Let's start there. Yes. <laughs> PKP stands for Pusat Kegiatan Perempuan. Pusat means center, kegiatan activities, perempuan, women. Center of women activities. And we started with only those women who struggles. Struggles with all those taboo things in Bali. Divorce women like myself, fertility, single mom, having children with special needs, sexual illness, transgender, and few more have been taboo to talk here in Bali. Indonesia itself is the third world country, and Balinese, in particular, it's much, much behind if we talk about those things. This is what we, I myself, start to break. Break the taboo. Because back again to the neck. 
If you not allowed your neck to express, how does it feel? How would it be? Does it make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Communication is your connection to the world. So without it, how can you be apart? You know the answer. <laughs> But need to remind. Remind people how important to let people express. But what we share to people, express yourself in a better way. Let's say not better because no one know what is better for others. Mm. Let people to express in their own choices after they experience, see others experience or other situation. So we start with the woman or the girl as the symbol symbol of the neck, the main core of expression. Because again your daily your daily life your daily life can be turned into the worst or the best it's depend on the neck i'm so inspired because i've never heard someone use this metaphor in the way that you're describing and it, it's what makes you and pkp so unique in my eyes even if other organizations ngos are maybe helping the community and women you have a very specific philosophy to paint picture for those of us who can't see us and know your experience and what you've seen can you think about a story of one of these women that you just mentioned who found you and they were in a state of some extreme form of suffering or some kind of stigma stigmatized situation and how being at PKP center helped them evolve break through and ultimately claim their power in the neck in expressing their truth and their story can you think of a specific person and tell us a story yes i think not only one i would i rather to explain in general When they came to us, of course, it's all about unpleasant feelings they brought. No matter what their situation, they were unpacked. They tied. They tied in the box of their situation. When they came, the first step is not how they do something but give them time to do the first step which is l a f look ask and feel look observe their friends each other again these two girls the examples in front of us let them look Observe. 
I believe later they will ask. <laughs> Let them feel deeper. The more they see, the more they ask, the deeper they feel, they will automatically move to the second step. Either take action or take a little bit more time. To do LAF, look, ask, and feel. When you unpack all the pain, I believe one by ten, only one person will be willing to unpack, be open, and be naked. Give them time. This is important to share. When you would like to help others, do LAF first. Do not take any action. <laughs> I know you would like to help. You have no patience. Oh, I would like to help. I have many beautiful ideas. Hey, wait. Take time. You are in Bali. Bali time, slowly but surely. Sometimes slowly but slowly. <laughs> Many times, not sure. <laughs> Let them see the paths of each woman or girls or any or everyone at the center through the sharing sessions. Through the programs, through the activities we are doing. Thrown them like a baby into the pool. They will get panic. Let them experience that. For example, again, there's a lady with a baby having postnatal depression. It's always coming from not ready financially and mentally. That's for sure. But if we look at deeper, there's much more pain she brought from very young age. Much more stories underneath, invisible. We need to dig in and unpack. Give them time to LAF, to see, to experience. Then they realize, oh, it's okay to share. It's okay to be open. I found a place where I can share freely. I found a place where no one judge me. I find a place where I can just express the way I am. But I also find a place where I can express my feelings into a joyful and meaningful way. For example, through cooking. Have you eaten nasi goreng or nasi campur? Sure. Yes. When you cook nasi goreng, you just smash, chop. This is the way how we give 
space to our ladies. Hey, instead of throwing your glass and then you break it and you buy again the new one, why don't you just smash the nasi goreng? Express your feelings into it. When you release into the nasi goreng <laughs> or the sambal mata, the, the green sambal, then words comes out. This is why our food, our catering became famous, always wanted, because love is the result of expression. And also the gardening. You can just express your unpleasant feeling into digging and carry the break and, <laughs> and pour the compost, <laughs> smash it. This is how we lead, how we provide a way of expression. What I love about PKP is that you have something for everyone. Yes. It's a mini universe inside of a center. You have your catering, social enterprise, you have gardening, you have health classes, you have sewing, you have multiple, multiple bamboo bikes. There's so many things. I guess from where you sit, because of course, to run something like this, you need help and support. Yes. But of the programs and offerings that make up PKP, what are you most passionate in delivering? What allows you to have the most direct impact for the women that are, I guess, experiencing the most difficult hardship? Women, if we focus on women discussion, women in Bali, I think not just in Bali, everywhere, need to have two things. We form this into also other principle of the center. Share. <laughs> in Indonesia, we call to be belajar dan berbagi. Belajar means learning. Berbagi means sharing, to bees. The more we belajar and berbagi, learn and share, we automatically help ourselves to get two peace. Pengetahuan means knowledge. Penghasilan means income. This need to be always give and get by the women. Knowledge and income. If you have only knowledge, no income, we call it Odo, omong doang, just talking, just talking. People won't listen. <laughs> but if you only have income, there's no power. What are you going to talk about? How would you share if you don't know how to share, how to speak? There's no knowledge. This need to be always get and give the knowledge, the horizon, and the income. This is a power. If you only have knowledge, again, 
but no income, no one will listen. If you only have money, let's say, and you think this is your power, you are wrong. Because you need communicate in a touch way, in an attractive way. And this can only deliver when you have a wise knowledge to deliver your message. This is the reason why we have multiple program in terms of giving as wide opportunity as we could to people, to the community, to, to learn multiple skills, to help them get the knowledge and income, to be independent and sustainable for everyone's well-being through education is our main mission. It's so clear. Thank you for humanizing these principles and bringing them together in a way that delivers a very powerful and thoughtful message. I want to zoom out a little bit now and kind of look at culture in Bali in these COVID times. What important questions have surfaced for you during this time? Can you think of any important question? Important question. Maybe you don't even have the answer to it yet, but you think about it a lot. You wake up thinking about it. Maybe you think about it before going to bed. It's just guiding your curiosity. That's a good question to question. <laughs> because myself is kind of alpha person, AFA, adaptable, flexible, adjustable. <laughs> but of course, I still have question, not only for myself, but also for the rest of the communities, especially those people who depend on the tourism industry. How would you bring your next life <laughs> With this unusual, unusual habit. For us who live in a jungle, who live in nature, we keep reminding each other how lucky we are. But it doesn't mean for those people who live in cities, you're not lucky. You are lucky. Why I say this? Are you healthy? Are your sense still active? If yes, then you are lucky. If compare, if we look at those people, paralyzed people, handicapped, they might think differently. They will always see you as a lucky person. Why are you complaining about things that you not really see deeper? I do understand this crisis bring a lot of stress. We complaining, people complaining about so many things. It is normal because we are in un uncomfortable zone. Our life turn into unusual things. But let's have a look again from which angle you see your situation. There's always a reframe 
and I, thinking back to your story, you've had to go really deep within yourself. And so I see that it's, it's allowed you to be so resilient in the face of anything. And during a crisis like now, where tourism is stopped and so much of Bali's economy is based in tourism and, you know, health is in question, people are very justifiably anxious, worried, maybe depressed, the list goes on. But from hearing you just say this, it seems, yeah, that you you have a completely different lens about looking at crisis because you've had to deal with it time and time again in your life. Life is choice. <laughs> life is choice. Either you choose your daily life joyful or miserable. It's your choice. No one could help you. This is my reminder. I choose to always having joyful and positive thoughts instead. Otherwise, you can imagine. <laughs> it's always a choice. Always choice. And, and one thing need to remind is nothing is last forever. Right? Anicca, impermanence. <laughs> and on that... In what ways do you feel that Balinese culture needs to shift and evolve in order to support women who have taken the very courageous step of reclaiming their independence and their happiness after divorce? Just coming back to women who have a huge life ahead of them, but because of this divorce situation, they face a lot of stigmatism. So what, in what ways do you feel like culture in Bali needs to change in order to support the path of freedom and happiness for women who have gone through divorce? I could say the awareness, the awareness, self-awareness, self-conscious. I could give you this formulation. If you if you there on top here with self-conscious or self-awareness or understand everything or many things, much more things, how would you help people who are much in the lower level? You can do either move both like this, slowly but surely. <laughs> Not slowly, but slowly. <laughs> Closing the gap between those who have versus those who don't have. Yes. Leveling them. Yes. Because again, back again to the our principle. Trihitakarana. Imbalance is always unpleasant. <laughs> because each of us, each level has its own expectations. We in the higher level expect they understand. They are in the lower level, expect you understand. Yeah. So why don't we move together? If they choose not moving at all, don't leave it. Take a little bit more time. <laughs> because we're born with our soul 
mate. Not in a specific relationship I'm talking about. Someone we can always listen to. Not always the same person, but there's always someone we can listen to. Or there's always a place or a situation where we will always will always help us move forward or change our mindset the pattern of our movement we don't want to change people if they don't want to because to success things you have to have or keep the wow w a o willingness ability opportunity <laughs> and to see the result you need to keep the three p's passion patience perseverance i can see you're a real teacher with your acronyms <laughs> this is becoming the rules of our center and with these principles that you teach to the members of your community with that in mind what would be your greatest vision for PKP Community Center looking ahead what would be yeah something that you would love to see fully realized i mean it seems like you guys are super active and and really flourishing but if you could imagine you know 5 10 20 30 40 50 years from now what would you like to see at least hundreds of ibusari can you unpack that so instead of saying ibusari like describe that ibusari who have these three p's <laughs> who has the passion who has the heart and mind aligned to learn and share who has the patience in the highest level who has the perseverance never give up till she sees the result the balance the independent the sustainable the well-being of everyone else ibusari who has the willingness and always look forward and see the moment see the opportunities ibusari who always willing to share her experience her knowledge and love unconditionally thank you i want to know because we are in bali and this island this culture has informed and shaped the person that you've become what are you most grateful to bali for at this time You can also think of this as a love letter to your culture. Nature elements. This is the micro uh, the buana agung, micro and macro. Buana agung means the universe. We are the human being is the buana alit, the small world. We contain our body contain of buana agung elements the water fire can you imagine of all the natural elements 
And I know life, we born with all those sad and happy or the grief. If we allowing ourselves to be open and receive, be friend with the pain, because no one make your life miserable or joyful. The key is ourselves. The key is how we respond. Universe providing everything. <laughs> Nothing is miserable. Nothing. What makes miserable is the way of we respond. Nature is inherently a healing, wholesome place. If we can just tap into the wisdom of nature, which always wants to move towards wholeness, then we can see that as humans, we are always, we've always been wired to move towards wholeness as well. Exactly. Nature is a mirror to the wisdom that we all have within ourselves. We just need to be open to see that and to respond. Yes, exactly. And yeah. this need to be reminded. What we are doing is not something new. We do CPI, copy, paste, improvise. We copy paste all those good things, the wisdom from the natural elements, from our ancestors. We improvise and adding value to make it more joyful and meaningful. And I am grateful for having opportunities providing by people, places, situation to keep growing and learning and have this energy, this complete healthy body to touch, to feel, to see all sense of ourselves. What is the most important than that? <laughs> you said it right there. <laughs> to conclude, I want to ask you if you could pick up the phone and call 20-year-old Ibusari from where you sit right now. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that younger version of yourself with everything that you now know and teach? Hello, Ibusari. <laughs> no, no, no. Hello, Komang. My real, my real name is Nikomang Saryadi. Yeah? My parents called me Chening. Chening is someone, the dear one. Chening, go outside. Pick any opportunities. Meet as many people as you could. Go to many different places. And let yourself experience all those shitty, shitty stuff. <laughs> all those unpleasant things. Because I believe you will, you would know how to respond in a positive angle. That's what I would say. Wow. It's so clear. So much conviction. Thank you for expressing that because I think women who are experiencing what you experienced when you were 20, they need to hear this. And so I'm so grateful that you 
started PKP Community Center, that you are standing up for women and for the whole community to support the healing of people that have been broken as a result of the things that you experienced. And I'm very grateful that you were able to join us today. I guess, is there anything else that you would like to say as far as leaving our audience with one more final message or one more question that they can reflect on beyond this conversation, just to close us out? Be brave and allowing yourself to be afa, adaptable, flexible, adjustable. <laughs> because with afa, I believe you will know yourself better and respond any situation with your wisdom. Thank you so much, Ibu Sari, for your presence and for the work, the really critical work that you are doing for the villages of Bali and for all the other women in the world that need to hear your message. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for allowing yourself to receive new things. Mm. We know we are all. Don't think only you deal with this unpleasant moment. <laughs> we all. Our portion of struggles are the same. The situation are different. The place where you live, the nature, the universe, the society are different. But the portion are the same. Truth. And... Um yeah, for those of you listening, thank you so much. Uh, please check out Ibusari's PKP Community Center. We'll include the website and all the relevant links in our show notes. Yeah, to stay updated and to see how you can get involved, whether you're out in the world or here in Bali, please check out Ibusari and PKP Community Center. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of The Alt Normal. The Alt Normal. Thanks for tuning in to The Alt Normal. I'm your host, Tiffany Wen, and this show is produced by Resonance, the creative practice of dig, seed, grow.